You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey there, welcome to another edition of Big Fabric Podcasting. I'm DJ Impact, and we got here Matt Michael, Simon Street, and Sin City Steve. And welcome everyone to Wrestling Talk. And we welcome you to put all of your uh, information or uh, into the chat buttons of YouTube Live, Facebook Live, or Twitter. And we will try to, uh, or Twitch, I should say, and we'll try to get. Um, that information on the screen and uh you know talk about it see what you got to say so anyway uh we welcome everyone for uh for joining us i mean sometimes guys right before we go live we just start talking about wrestling we, we gotta quickly go let's just start the show so we can talk about wrestling so that's kind of what we did today let's get right into it with our four-way stop <laughs> All right. I always love starting off first with Sin City. Steve, man, tell me what highlights did you have from this past week? Well, this week's episode of Dynamite centered around blood and guts. Well, yeah, that's what they gave you. The Elite, the Blackpool Combat Club and Friends. Yeah, talking about Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Hangman Page, and Kota Ibushi. Um his second match in about two years and um yeah anyway um the blackpool combat club and friends as i mentioned moxley claudio yuda pack and Takeshita. um yeah we, we had screwdrivers forks broken glass thumbtacks tables thumbtack covered boots and oh yeah a bed of fucking nails in this match Yet uh, only Max- two people were bleeding, Moxley and Yuta. <laughs> exactly. The match went for an hour. I mean, you know, you had uh, Pack and Takeshita walking out on them, leading to uh, Moxley actually surrendering to save Wheeler Yuta's life. Because, yeah, uh, he was being choked out from a chain, and uh, uh, it wasn't going to end well. Um, elsewhere on the same show, we found out that it would be uh, MJF and Adam Cole, imagine that, taking on FTR for the World Tag Team titles at Collision on July 29th. Uh, quite the juxtaposition from Blood and Guts. Uh, this was complete, it was a complete comedy match, um, complete with a fucking dance off before the actual match started. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I mean, at least they kept it light before, you know, all of the the craziness from Blood and Guts. Um, And, of course, they teased dissension after that match. Um, Yeah, Oh, yeah, Darby Allin won the Royal Rampage, Royal Rumble Battle Royal, whatever the fuck it is, on Rampage. And he gets yet another TNT title shot. So at least least the, the, the finish to that was 
interesting. I mean, I hadn't seen that one in particular before. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, all right. Uh, Simon Street, what you got, man? Well, I got a lot of G1 classic. I've been, I, I had a, a week, almost a week off from work. Oh. So I decided to partake in that of the G1 classic. Let me tell you, that's a lot of goddamn wrestling, man. But it was fun. Um, I'm only going to mention just today because that's what's fresh in my mind. I was able to watch it just before getting on the show. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, first off, Aaron Hanar versus Eddie Kingston. All right, yeah, I know you two schmucks up there because I'm seeing y'all two schmucks. Don't give a shit about Eddie Kingston. But Eddie Kingston looks comfortable and at, at home. I'll, I'll just put it that way. Uh, his wrestling style matches great with strong style and all the alike. And he, and he is basically quite essentially the, uh, I would say, the Cinderella story. Everybody's kind of counting him out, and he's doing well so far. And that match he had with uh, Hanar today, or at least when I watched it, man, was really, really good. The end finish was pretty funny. Uh, uh, Aaron Hanar hit him with a spin kick in the head, knocked his, about to fall out. Eddie Kingston turned around, hit him with a back fist. He got knocked out. Eddie Kingston landed on top of him. One, two, three. Eddie woke up. He's like, oh, what the fuck happened? I won? Okay, cool. Let's do it. My charge. So that was a good one. Um, my boy, Zack Sabre Jr., beat the shit out of a strong-ass motherfucking Alex Cochran. That dude was strong as shit. But, uh, you know, Mr. Sabre went ahead and uh, had to tap out like the rest of them. And, um, yeah, y'all two schmucks. You're going to know about a guy named David Finley one day. We're just gonna keep talking about it until it happens. That what do you dude, mean know about a David? Finley? I don't know. You never talk about him. So. How fucking stupid hey, are you? Impact, impact. He's taking five seconds. I got add on five seconds. All right. So, anyways, last but not least, all I gotta say is NXT. D'Angelo is back. Not D'Angelo. Angelo is back. It's really cool. I like how they did a review on uh, basically talking about how Stats came up with this whole plan the whole time to, to, to fool Gallus. It was freaking awesome. I had as many as I want. I'm, 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 shut up. Don't count. Anyways, <laughs> NXT was, a, was not a great show. I'll talk about that later. But that was a highlight because <laughs> if you are from a culture where somebody was locked up for a long time, you throw a party. And the cool thing was, big shout outs. There was a segment in the back where D'Angelo, or actually up in the front, D'Angelo kind of told your boy, Dom Dom, he said, hey, man, you know, the guys from the yard said, what's up? Shit was funny. That was my highlights, y'all. Thank you so much, Mr. Michaels and Mr. Impact. You schmucks. (laughs) All right. Uh, No more collision for you, okay? Out of all the wrestling this week, it was today's collision. That was your highlight. All right, all right, all right. We'll we'll work with it. Matt Michaels, what you got? Um, I will will say that uh, Cody's uh, speech was uh, great to kick off Raw, especially with his mom there, and have Lesnar beat the fuck out of Cody in front of his mom was just beautiful. I love that. Uh, Gunther versus Riddle puts on a great match, those two again, and Gunther's post-speech calling himself basically the greatest intercontinental champion ever. Gunther is on fire. That man is, I mean, he's gold. Just print fucking money with the guy. Um, Sonia and Chelsea are the new tag team champions in the women's division, which, uh, you know, they had to set up their Raquel versus uh, uh, Rhea. So 
dump the belts onto Sony on Chelsea, and let's see if the women's tag titles have any value. Uh, EO versus uh, Charlotte was a beautiful match. Uh, Santos versus Theory was a great match, uh, although I don't know why you have Santos go over Theory before you have him do the number one contenders match, which is a whole nother stickler for later. Um, and uh, MJF and Adam Cole at a Chinese restaurant was how you actually do entertaining wrestling. And then you do the fucking match with the ridiculous. See, that's the problem. You already had the fucking comedy bit. It was great. It was solid. And then you just proceed to do more. And you had the backstage interview, which was entertaining. Why do you do it in the fucking match? That makes no sense. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't have their cake and eat it too. They just have their cake sometimes, or sometimes they eat it, or sometimes they can eat it. Yeah. Like, do, do I get my eat five it? seconds? Do, do you want to eat it? We'll give you five seconds to eat it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I can't wait to get to the uh, WTS for this week. I'm about to give you all three minutes because it's like you'll have a lot to uh, speak about. But before we get there, let's uh, let's go right into the two sweet for the week. All right, this is you, Simon Street. You up first, man. What was the two sweets for you? Well, for me, two sweet for the week is going to go for the Judgment Day. Not only Monday Night Raw, NXT, even though the blunder, we now have a new North American champion in Dom Dom. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, in uh, the same thing with the title defense against Butch on uh, SmackDown. Uh, Judgment Day is showing their dominance in the best way that they possibly can, utilizing four members to their capacity of like a mix of Skittles, right? Like, like, like they all do the same schmucky shit, but at the same time, they do it a little bit differently. Maybe Skittles isn't the best way because, you know, but, but you get my point. My point is... They're a bag of mixed nuts, and it's funny as fuck. There you go. That's my too sweet for the week. Oh, okay. You can have that extra 55 seconds, Matt Michaels, or wherever's going next. All right. So, um, <laughs> you know what? You give a you give a man a whole week of PTO, and, uh, yeah, he just takes off. He's on cloud nine. Sin City Steve, man. Uh, well, actually, uh, you know what? Hold off. Let me go to you, Matt Michaels. Uh what was your too sweet? Uh, yeah, we gotta we gotta uh, give uh, you know, uh, as John says, a Emmy for uh, Jay Uso and his uh, SmackDown promo, which mm. you know is on fire again. They're firing at all soldiers, but uh, I I agree. Not just Judgment Day in general, but um, man, you know. Dirty Dom is proving his fucking worth now. And who the fuck thought anybody would ever say those words that Dominic Mysterio is worth a fuck? It's unbelievable. You gave him a fucking stupid gimmick. And that line when Tony D says to him, Benny the Bumper says hi, was fucking brilliant. It just was like... and you just wanted it too when you saw him coming and you wanted him to stop and say something about being in the pen to the guy who was in the pen. 
and it was accepted too. It was like, and, and then and then Tony D says good luck to him. So they they also made it a gray area where Tony D they're fucking faces, but he's telling a fucking heel, you know, go out there and have a great match. It's unbelievable how they're they're doing these things uh, so subtly and make it feel natural. Um, that tag match that uh, Priest and Dom had on Raw against KO and Sammy was excellent. Uh, the match against Wesley, again, Wesley proves why he's fucking got everything. Mm-hmm. Um, can't wait to see him on the main roster. And boy, I mean, Dom held his own against fucking Butch on SmackDown. Yeah. <laughs> and it also goes to show that they are... They're able to defend the titles on the different shows without making you go, what's an FTW title worth? You know, (laughs) the North American title means something because you're elevating it onto the main roster. Yeah, that's a good point out. Sin City, man, what you got? All right. So um athena and willow nightingale they had an amazing match on ring ring of honors death before dishonor pay-per-view on friday night Mm -hmm. um some people have said some pretty outlandish things um saying that it's one of the better women's matches of any promotion this year um i will allow you as a viewer to uh, make that determination on your own i can say it was extremely well done um yeah, I, I would say that it's it's up there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a- Athena retains. Uh, Willow passes out uh, in front of a hometown audience. Yeah, solid stuff there. Uh, CM Punk, Darby Allen, Ricky Starks, Christian Cage wasn't a match that I knew that I wanted until I got it, and I was very happy that I did by the end of the match. Uh, it was a 25-minute main event match. There were a couple of timing issues here and there, Um I know that uh, Punk is still trying to get his legs under him, uh, getting used to getting back into the ring. Um, But realistically, this is how you should be using your established name talent by just by being in the ring with Punk and Christian Uh, Darby and Ricky. They they get better. They get more of a rub as a result of that. Um, Very solid stuff. Will Ospreay and Kenta had an absolute banger of a match at night five of the Q1 Classic uh, Climax Tournament. Excuse me. Um, it was a 14-minute match uh, that, yeah, it was going crazy. And, yeah, Ospreay ended up picking up the win with the Stormbreaker. Yeah. Um, and last but not least, you know, we've sat here, we've talked a lot of shit about AEW and, uh, you know, their storytelling them actually making people want to invest in characters and storylines. Mm-hmm. Well, I've definitely noticed a trend as of late. Um, they're starting to produce more video packages. Um, they're starting to get people to actually invest in characters. Um, it's going to take a lot of time and it's going to take a lot of work, but I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the the fact that they are at least trying with those, those vignettes. Okay. Good stuff. Let's get into our um, uh, WTF. Let's do it. All right. Let's start with you, Mr. Matt Michaels. What do you got? Uh, I will say that um, 
having Mysterio uh, go over instead of LA Knight uh, in the number one contenders match is uh, it's just baffling um, because now you're stuck. You have Mysterio versus Santos, which okay, Mysterio could win and then face Theory to give Theory a little bump. Uh, Theory could do something horrible to Mysterio, maybe, maybe, and then Santos eventually challenges him for the belt. Um, but at the same time, Mysterio could job out to Santos and put him over because of the LWO. But Santos just beat Theory, so there's no sense in him going on to a championship match and losing the match. So it, it right now makes no sense. Um, Steve, what the fuck was that Jungle Boy? What was he burying? What was that? I'll, I'll talk about that as well here in just a minute. Because <laughs> I'm so lost on whatever the fuck that was. Uh, his music now being Beethoven, and it has nothing to do with his actual character. Um, the match was really fucking boring as far as i'm concerned just just kind of awful it was like watching two high school students one who kind of grows facial hair to kind of look like he needs a fake id and the other just being the clean cut kid it was it was one of the worst ref bumps i've ever seen in my life uh just awful shit um blood and guts uh you know the biggest problem with that fucking thing was picture in picture uh, and then during picture in picture, commercials full screen. That's a fucking pay per view match. What are they fucking doing giving that shit away on free TV? It makes no sense. Make it a fucking continuous yearly pay per view. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's that's frustrating, uh, especially because again, you're you're looking at a match in which guys are going to bleed the shit out of themselves. And you're giving away on free TV. I, I just don't understand it. Um, I also don't understand Billy Gunn taking off his boots and everyone just kind of being like, so what? <laughs> like The whole crowd reaction was just like, he's done? Maybe? What the fuck? Christian Cage should have taken off his boots too. Because by far, I'm done with that fucker. Get rid of him. <laughs> wow. All right. I don't know if I want to see Christian Cage with the turtleneck on with no shoes on. That just looked a little too comfortable for the ring for me. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, on our three count later tonight, which is the um, our show right after this one, we're going to talk uh, a little bit about L.A. Night. So, uh, yeah, make sure you hop back on when we – off of uh wrestling talk so we can uh you can join that as well sin city steve man i'm giving you three minutes too man what you got all right so jungle boy is dead long live jack perry ah i guess i guess (laughs) uh baltimore's tarzan boy has been replaced by beethoven's fifth why uh i I, I hope we'll find out. I hope I hope we'll find some sort of fucking reasoning behind that. Um, and then get this. He wrestles for an unofficial title, and they're treating it like it has value. They continue to do this <laughs> with the FTW title. And I'm going to say this as a former Taz Mark 
from the beat me if you can survive if I let you days. Okay. <laughs> it, it, dude, this, I don't know why this title is on TV, why they're considering it a, an unofficial championship. Um, I've, I've never understood that. And I've, I've always had a problem with it. Um, and, and, now, I, and now he's on commentary. While that yeah. title is being defended yeah. by his yeah. kid, and there's yeah. no sense of there's just a little hint of like Taz coming back and like I wish you didn't get me on camera crying, but right. he didn't say anything about that belt. Like it's his fucking belt. Why doesn't he yeah. just take it from the guy? <laughs> exactly, and you know it, it's it. I I'm hoping that that Jack Perry can find his his heel voice or you know that he comes into his own as a heel or whatever the fuck we want to say. But I mean, dude, anything's got to be better than what he was doing as a babyface toward the end. Um, anything. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Um, and I will say this too: I swear to God, every single week it seems like there's something that gets fucked up on AEW programming. You know, whether it's a camera not catching a spot, or you know, catching things at desired angles, or you know, the numerous audio issues, they really, really need to get things freaking honed in. Um, they had a botch with a camera catching pack doing the, uh, the repel from the ceiling of the cage, uh, with a foot stomp through the table. So they had to go back and they had to show it in a fucking replay spot. Um, elsewhere collision. This one is the most egregious. Oh my God. So there's, absolutely no reason for the camera crews to cut away from Jay White who has Action Andretti poised for the Blade Runner. He's posing in front of the camera. What does what does production do? They send it off into a shot of Juice Robinson throwing fucking uh, Darius Martin through the ropes. You miss the fucking finish itself and then you have to go back and show the fucking finish because they decided, oh, well, yeah, throwing throwing someone out of the ring matters more than the finish of this match. What the fuck, guys? What the fuck? <laughs> Man, good stuff. Uh, I'll tell you this, um, Simon Street, before I jump over to you, when I watched Raw and saw that this, there was going to be this, um, this Viking Raiders match in the front of a boat, I said, is Vince McMahon back? I was like, he's he must be back. Like, Triple H took the night off. And Vince finally was able to, and, and, and great camera angle, right? That they actually show the screen, which is water, and then they just move the camera back and forth as if the yeah. <laughs> By the way, it was an entertaining match. It was great, right? But still, it was like, for real? I've just never seen that before. I mean, they literally put the boat so it matched. It was a st stage. Okay, all right. It is what it is. Simon Street, WTF. Look, man, as if you were plucking thoughts from my head. That's where I was leading my oh, WTF. <laughs> First and foremost, if we knew the Viking Raiders needed to get a dub against <laughs> Viking rules, which was not explained at all. No one knows what the fucking rules were. They said but they got the, rules. <laughs> I guess not. Well, whatever it was, but they got the dub, and that was cool. Yeah. That's to start off my WTF. Uh it was very well explained what would happen come SummerSlam between Jay Uso and and <laughs> the Tribal Chief. That's what the Viking Raiders needed to do at the beginning of the match. Let me move on. 
First and foremost, NXT. Oh my gosh, there's a whole bunch of what the fucks. Can we be done with Gigi Dolan and Kiana James? Can we please be done? Please. Mm. These grievous back and forths are fucking annoying. Although I would love Kiana James to, to immediately be on the on the on the roster immediately. I'm so happy when she gets up there. Um, another thing is uh, Axion in scripts. That whole little thing made no freaking sense. The only shining light out of that whole freaking situation is the tag team of Bronco, Nima, and Lucian Prince. Those two big street brothers, they're going to cause some damage if they if, if they keep, you know, on the right path. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I want to talk about uh, Hook or Jungle Boy, whatever the hell his damn name is, Jack Perry, whatever, FTR champion. I'm sorry, guys. I got to echo the sentiment. I want... Jack Perry to go back to that hole he buried his old self in, take the FTR championship, bury that motherfucker in there because I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired about it. And I don't even I don't even understand the whole purpose of it. Um, another thing that I didn't quite understand for the whole goddamn uh Raw, and I'm pulling up my notes, y'all. Is it telling you it's coming today? Mm-hmm. Um already talked about that. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Stop teasing me, WWE. Stop teasing, mm-hmm. okay? I've I've been so geeked up in wanting to see Raquel Gonzalez versus Rhea Ripley. If y'all don't give me this after this poor, 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 tall ass, strong ass, strong back woman, <laughs> Gonzalez come back from the knee injury. Now that she ain't got no championship, y'all better put on a damn good match. There's so much story in the background. I'm scared now and nervous and anxious because WWE's gonna fuck it up. I feel like they are. You know how much history is between Rhea Ripley? Yeah, it's my what the fuck, okay? You want to be part of my what the fuck, Mr. Michaels? You want to be part of my what the fuck? All right. Anyways, so please don't tease me, WWE. Please don't tease me. I really, 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 really want to know. And, yes, responding to John, what the fuck to NXT not calling scripts Reggie. Come on, HBK. The only thing that's left for Reggie right now is for him uh probably uh here we go him ricochet dana brooke and the other little flippy bitch that was doing gymnastics let's do something you're good at dress them up as power rangers put them on halloween havoc and have them do flips for simon street i'll shut the fuck up for all week <laughs> what the fuck there you go there you go there you go all right let's see what y'all are looking forward to <laughs> All right, Sin City Steve, man, what are you what are you looking forward to, man? All right, so previously I had made mention of the G1 Climax tournament. Yeah, it's in full swing. July 26th, Tomohiro Ishii versus Eddie Kingston. Yeah, that should be a fucking slugfest. Yeah. Uh the 27th, Kazuchika Okada versus Will Ospreay. That should be amazing as well. Um, two matches that I'm definitely looking forward to for very different reasons. And, you know, they've done a really good job this year with the G1 of grouping guys with similar styles in the groups and then throwing one or maybe two wild cards in there that are completely different but can still make the blocks work. So very interesting format this year. It's uh, it's kept my attention through, uh, through the six nights of it so far. Um, I'm 
I, I really need to start seeing some booking for this all in and all out uh, cards. You know, I mean, what all in is a month away at this point, and there's nothing even lined up whatsoever. So, yeah, AEW, TK, let's get it going. Let's get this shit booked. You know, if you're waiting for death before dishonor to pass by, it's done. So now let's let's focus on booking the big shows. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. Did you just say he should book the big show? Oh, Lord, no. Please don't. Please. Oh, God, Captain no. Captain Insano, baby. The big shows. All right. Let me go over to you, Matt, to Michaels. Tell me, what are you looking out for? Uh, I'm looking out for uh Thea Hale turning into Ken Shamrock with the snap she's been doing. It's fucking amazing. Um, God damn, those two together, uh, Stratton and, and Thea. Um, man, that's yeah, it's just fucking gold. Um, and you know, to have the uh, kind of the spoiled brat and the uh, over enthusiastic, coked up uh, cheerleader, uh, it's beautiful. <laughs> Um, I'm also looking out for Oscar <laughs> nominations. Oscar nominations for Tony D and Stax for setting up Gallus and Joe Coffey and uh, giving us the whole reveal. It was fucking great that the whole time it, they were uh, in it together and we got to see exactly them saying that. And apparently no one in the film crew leaked the footage to Joe Coffey to let them know that they were really being set up. So kudos for <laughs> everyone keeping their mouth shut and allowing it to happen. Uh, but the biggest look out of all is the American Nightmare documentary on 731 on Peacock, July 31st. That's going to be something else. Um, it's amazing. AEW, you had a fucking show, his own fucking reality show. And nothing on that show looks anything as fucking hyped and wonderful as this thing, which just goes yeah. to show the difference in between knowing what you're doing and not knowing what you're doing and just, you know, having a network say, oh, my God, we want a fucking show with Cody Rhodes. And then, you know, just having nothing happen with it. So it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, Absolutely. Simon Street. Uh, kind of echo the sentiments of Matt Michaels, man. Uh, I'm really excited for uh, the 31st, man. I do want to see that, that Cody Rhodes documentary. I think it's something that I think we're all invested on. Um, and that that uh, trailer is is gold. I mean, the list of people that are having interviews and chiming in. It's it's pretty huge. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see what's going to happen of how uh, how much is he going to be off the script or however you want to put it on the fallout when he did leave. I, I hope that they, they they take the gloves off. Um, outside of that, SummerSlam uh, for going in because I'm not huge on Detroit uh, being the place. Uh, in you know, but cars are cool. But uh, <laughs> SummerSlam. Yay. Uh, I'm actually buying into it now. The matches are stacking up, and I'll actually be entertained. 
Uh, maybe if they ever do, uh, you know, the Motor City, I may go again. No disrespect to anybody who is from Detroit or anything. Don't slap me like the guy did on the video who's washing his hands and the guy trying to do the video and slapped him from Detroit, Michigan. You don't know who the hell you fucking with. Uh, uh, other than that, man, I'm interested in seeing what's going to happen with L.A. Knight. Now, I am maybe a little different of the mindset. I was excited that he is not going to go ahead and take the United States title or be in the picture. That leads me to believe there's something bigger waiting, and uh, I'm hoping that you know it does work out. Uh, I, I believe it will be, and I think that probably closer to the Rumble, we'll see L.A. Knight get it to do But for right now, Everybody get hyped up on the fumes because they about to lay the match and L.A. Knight is going to be on fire. All right, all right, all right. All right, let's get right into what is the best in show for the week. All right. Best in show for you, Matt Michaels. Uh, I go, I go with Raw. Um, it was a, um, you know, again, continuously a good show for three hours, um, which, again, is a hard thing to do, um, and um, it's starting to, uh, you know, give that shape to SummerSlam. So. Yeah, that makes it uh, a little more enjoyable when you're starting to see where everything seems to be heading. Um, but you know, it, it was uh, it was a good week all around for uh, Raw and SmackDown and NXT, um, and um, and and the Ring of Honor pay per view, of course. I mean, that was spectacular. If you watched it. <laughs> So I'm assuming that it was just amazing. Okay. You're probably right. But we'll just go with that. Uh, let me go over to you, Simon Street. Best in show. Uh, I'm definitely going to go and say, uh, so far from what I've been able to watch this week, mm -hmm. G1 Climax, uh, almost all of the matches I really thoroughly enjoyed. Some of the people that, you know, because I don't keep up with the product all the time, I, I was great. And then looking at the schedule upcoming, got me excited. I want to see how the hell Zack Sabre Jr. going to get uh, freaking <laughs> your boy Cobb to, to to tap out on something. I mean, those are good matches. And as Sin City Steve a little bit earlier, the, the, the booking on the matches, some of them are like you're scratching your head. Like, okay, I don't know how this is going to work out. Um, and everybody's getting a good amount of time, and it's just really good. So I would say best in show this week for Simon Street, G1 Climax. For some reason, I thought you were just going to say that, man. So I was I was right. <laughs> were y'all making bets? <laughs> and when did the bets start? Before my, my, before my light-skinned ass got on the show? <laughs> um, let's go to you, Sin City, man. Best in show. All right. So, you know, earlier on in the night, I talked about the uh, Will Ospreay and Kenta match at G1 Night 5 from July 21st. That match was uh, the centerpiece to a great night of wrestling. Uh, Gabe Kidd and Ren Narita, two young lions um, that are just starting to find themselves in their wrestling careers, went out and they had, no joke, a solid five minute standing strike session. And they were beating the 
fucking shit out of each other. It was glorious. Um, also, uh, Shota Umino and Kaido Kiyomiya uh, went to a 20-minute time limit draw. Again, two really, really great young stars. The future is definitely bright for all those guys. And uh, yeah, as a result of all of that, my best in show was New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Climax mm. Night 5. The best show of the entire tournament thus far and the best thing on TV this week. Wow. I guess I chose the wrong uh, wrestling to watch this past week. I mean, we got Sorry, two bro. guys that said collision. Man. Now, Michaels, we got it wrong. We'll, we'll get it right. Uh, is it more collision next week? No, it, well, the, well, this is the collision. G1 Climax. G1 climax. <laughs> collision yeah, is it's, AEW. It's, it's New Japan wrestling. It's not oh. even a, a, AEW. My bad. Hey, Impact, the collision yeah. happens after you climax. Hey, Ooh. I appreciate that. <laughs> I knew it was one of them. All right, y'all. It is time. to get back to watching Impact Wrestling, at least. Hey, <laughs> hold on, hold on. I got a new one. First, you get the impact, then you get the climax, and then you get the collision, and you're done. Take yeah, out. well, you have to do it all raw. This is right. And then in between, you can slap that SmackDown. And then you could ask who's next. It, exactly. <laughs> Never know. The next one might be Dynamite. But just be careful. Use protection and lots of lube because it might be Rampage. Oh, well, hey, man, you're forgetting the cock ring of honor. This is right. <laughs> I had this happen to me once before, and I couldn't get out of the show because you guys kept going. So I'm just going to uh, just end it. Impact, why are you sweating like you ate some spicy food? And I'm going to thank everybody for uh, hanging out with us. Jump right back on as we end the show because we got uh, three good topics. If you're watching us uh, live here, you see what those topics are from the scroll it's below. Definitely streaming on the Max Scott. <laughs> Hey, you never know, man. If you stream on Max Cock, you might get a chance to see that peacock. Uh, uh, you know what? No, if, if it does stream on on uh, Max, then it would be the Max Cock Ring of Honor, right? If you put it on on Peacock or on Max, or well, I tell you what, man, that footage right there is definitely from made for Prime Video. All right. Peace, y'all. Vegas bad boys of podcasting.